Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussion. And even if you do, then like, follow, share, retweet um, on you guessed it. Yeah, Twitter with my handle, the marketing Anu. And to see snippets and quotes from the previous podcast episodes we've had, um, please follow us on our dedicated podcast Instagram page at PPC Chat underscore Roundup. That's on Instagram at PPC Chat underscore Roundup. So today we're led by the ever so consistent um, Julie Bicini talking about PPC in a cookie-less world. Now this comes um, right after Google made a new announcement on their journey towards our very soon to be a cookie-less feature, um, future even. Um, and um, the article is um, titled Charting a Course Towards a More Privacy-First Web. And um, based off like, you know, last year, they made an announcement of their intent to remove support for third-party cookies. Um, now this year, now today, they said, um, this was on March the 3rd, they've made it explicit um, that once third-party cookies are phased out, they will not build alternative identifiers to track individual individuals as they browse across the web, nor will we use them in our products. So again, they're making it explicit that once third-party cookies are phased out, they will not build alternative identifiers to track individuals as they browse across the web, nor will they use them in their products. Now, yeah, let's see what our experts are feeling about that, whether we're panicked or hopeful. I feel there's not more hopefulness now around it. Um, and um, just a sneak previous to like to like one of like the last the, the main answers for, for our last question is that we just want more education, more communication as to how it's going to work between the different channels, um, how it's going to work for like different kind of industries, what how it's going to work for big or to small and small companies. Um, and yeah, watch everyone be prepared for Um so yeah, let's get into it. Um, so yeah, Julia uh, welcomes us saying hello and thank you for joining. Joining, We are going to be talking PPC in a cookie-less world, which seems timely with Google's new announcement, which I just mentioned. Um, and yeah, I'll add that links to my set of link tree links. So look out for that. Um, and um, yeah, she just says hello. And so let's see what the roll call is of people who um, have joined us today. Amalia goes, I'm good. I'm here today. And that makes me happy. Yeah, Amalia has not been on here for a while. And I had the amazing opportunity of actually um, interviewing Amalia and Corey Henke um, and Ayat. Oh, sorry, I forget her last name, but she's like the CRO queen, which I totally agree with after talking to her. But um, I got to chat with them at uh, the HeroConf Hero Search Love um, Conference um, Summit, virtual summit last week, which was really lovely. I did um, the moderated the paid media panel in terms of asking them questions on both days. That was so much fun. Julie goes, we're having a very warm and spring like weather these um, next few days. And I'm thrilled. Oh, I'm glad for them that the snow is over. Snow season, she was not liking it. Uh, Nava Hopkins replies saying, excited for a great chat. It's a beautiful spring morning with the pups. And she's got two adorable dogs um, in the 
pick. Um, Brett Bodowski goes, I'm doing great. I'm excited to pick up on some new learnings that might come about from this conversation. As always, thanks for hosting PPC Chat. Julie, hope all is well on your end too. Liz um, um, Liz Welsh goes, um, hello, hello, doing well. The weather is incredible in here today. Um, and yeah, Julie does it, makes a very nice note saying, and this is a very important note for all you listeners as well, saying before the first question, I want to take a moment to say that this chat is intended for PPC pros of all levels. So whether you have one year experience or 10 years experience, everybody's in this together. There's loads of stuff that's coming that's just very new that no matter how um, how many years you've been in the industry, it's we're all learning together. So if you have a thought and want to share, please do go back on, the, you know, on Twitter and just... Um, mention your comment with hashtag PPC chat and would love to hear from you. Um, she also continues, lurkers are of course always welcome. I mostly lurked this time because yeah, date of privacy, I'm just very much on the learning phase and I've not been hands-on in an account for a while. I'm now working strategy-wise being the CMO. So yeah, I don't, I don't get face-to-face with the data, but it's always nice to know what's going on. Julie then goes on um, to our question one. She goes, I have lots of questions prepared and I have a feeling this will be a very lively chat. It definitely was. Um, so starting with our first one, she goes, how are you feeling about Google's announced intentions to not develop a replacement for cookies or other identifying trackers? And we have Nava Hopkins replying there saying, I'm mostly okay with it, my feelings, um, but I am concerned for SMB marketers, um, so small business, small to medium businesses, marketers who might not qualify for customer match. I also think it's going to be a big shift for folks to pay attention to landing page experiences and personalized creatives. Amalia goes, I'm feeling optimistic and a tad overwhelmed, just the unknown of how the landscape will shift and then allow then then also how I'm going to explain the shift to our clients. What makes me feel better is everyone is in the same boat. Exactly. We're all learning no matter how old or new you are to the industry. Um, Julia Vice replies, not a lot of feelings for me. App, install and other behaviors are my bread and butter. You go, girl. Um, Julie replies, since these changes are still out on the horizon, it feels less urgent. But things are definitely going to be different going forwards. Exactly how it will change, of course, it remains to be seen. Sean Ellie replies to question one saying, I feel like the announcement was just to garner good press. Google cares about users' privacy. When in reality, they are just trying to hold all the data themselves. I see smart display coming soon. Um, Liz Welsh replies to question one saying, as a consumer, I feel good about it. As a marketer, after taking a deep breath, I feel motivated to build impactful communities that voluntarily give you their data. And that's the main key in this whole um, new environment. It's going to get marketers to work harder of not just um, relying on viral or getting loads of numbers, but actually building community um, with your customers. Steve Hammer replies to question one as well, saying there's a lot much um there's a there's lots of other much shadier ways of identifying browsers. Someone used the fav icon in a proof of concept. Ooh, cookies at least were relatively transparent. Now the browser itself is the tool used. And then he continues saying, this seems to give Google a very strong advantage and seems exactly the thing that antitrust will hate. Bing or Microsoft will have to do something similar. I get the strategy, but seems to set off different bells yes loads of bells ringing 
um, at the moment. Ali Quilty replies to question one saying, when Google first said that cookies would be going away, I definitely assumed something else would be coming. I feel a little worried about the impact the shift will have, but at the same time, I know we'll all figure out how to deal. Yes, especially in this community. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Julie replying to Sean Ellie, where Sean had said, I feel like the announcement was just to garner good press. Google cares about users' privacy when um, in reality, they are just trying to hold all the data themselves. I see smart display coming soon. Julie replies to that. They are certainly trying to position themselves as the champions of privacy, aren't they? Smart display. Isn't that just programmatic? <laughs> I think a lot of things are programmatic right now. Um, and then, yeah, Julia Rice replies to um, Sean Ellie as well, saying that it feels like exactly what Apple is saying, but less, less artfully. Yeah, is what Apple is saying, what Facebook is saying. And um, yeah, just just get on with it. Just try to do better, guys. Everybody try to outdo each other. Tad Miller replies to question one saying, I have no idea what it really means yet. The fact that they haven't let anything um, about how it impacts current features indicates it's not yet thought out. Um, and then we've got um, Amalia who replied to Liz when Liz had said, as a consumer, I feel good about it. As a marketer, after taking a deep breath, I feel motivated to be able to build impactful communities um, that voluntarily give you their data. Amalia replies, email and inbound will have a payday. I think paid will shift a bit to driving people to those places. We will all have to start thinking like B2B marketers. Nava replies, a thousand percent. We're going to have to earn their trust the first time around and have to pay attention to the full customer journey, not just a click from the SERP news feed. Um, Amalia replies, you also need to acquire customer data a specific way, have enough volume of it and spend $50,000. So it's an option for most. And then what Amalia um, replies him, well, not just really replies, just makes a note here saying, and what really gets me is teaching my intro to digital marketing students. The data privacy lecture yesterday basically said repeatedly, repeatedly, uh, re sorry, basically said repetitively, I do not know what this means yet. Yes, none of us know what this means yet. Um, and so, yeah, Julie then goes on to question two saying, in practical terms, what do you think this will mean or how will it impact PPC when it is fully implemented knowing what we know today? Um, but first, Emma Franks replies to question one saying, I'm encouraged as a consumer that they are embracing the move towards data privacy because they rely so heavily on revenue performance advertising. Um, I'm optimistic that the alternatives they create will accomplish many of the same goals in a less creepy or intrusive way. Um, we've got um, then Julia Vice replying to question two saying, I think it might depend on the industry. B2B will be very affected in terms of landing page views and form funnels. Ecom will get more reliant on merc centers. Uh, yeah, merchant centers. App actions will replace page actions. And then we have Sean Ellie replying to question two. And um, I think he's um, <laughs> saying that he answered question two in question one, uh, where he goes, oops, kind of jumped ahead. I think we will see less audience data in manual campaigns and a push to smart display without data. Um, we've got, um, Leo replying to question one saying, I'm trying to put myself in Google ads shoes. Ugh, don't do that. Don't humanize them. Um, and he goes and see what the catch is or how they will be benefiting. Is there fine print? Definitely. This reduces advertising efficiencies. Um, advertisers need to throw more money at the wall for same results equals to Google revenues grow. 
So somehow they're trying to do it in a way so that Google's revenue grows. Tad Miller replies to question two saying, if I'm in e-commerce, I don't like it. The pair of shoes that followed me for weeks is going away. I think B2B will be fine if emails can be used for remarketing audiences. Um, Steve Hammer replies to question two saying, I have the view that this will be like targeting personas with pretty black box data. I fear the cohorts will be either big or off target for much of the B2B work I do. And then we have Julie replying to question two saying, getting people into your systems is going to be even more important. Hello, email signups. Wondering if customer match thresholds will be modified to encourage further sharing of data with Google. Amale Fowler replies to question two saying, it seems it means throwing out a lot of the assumptions we operate with as marketers, more reliance on back end numbers and a rising tide lifts all boats mentality. A shift is in how we gather audience data and create community being more creative. And then we have um, Liz replying to question two saying, we'll finally see SEO get the investment it deserves and we'll see more big brands like Walmart is building out their own media and advertising platforms, just like streaming is splitting up as networks build their own. PPC will become more decentralized. And then we've got um, Nava Hopkins replying to question two saying, we're going to have to think about buyer personas and make intelligent choices on creative ads and landing pages, capturing users the first time or at least their email will be critical. I will also think we might have to test smart campaigns again. Gosh, um, <laughs> Google may always reserves its best toys for itself and there will be marketers who need to use smart campaigns because they don't have the budget to get enough data to use features we've taken for granted. And then we've got an um, we've got Emma Franks giving a long answer here um, in part one and part two. So bear with us. She starts with um, for, this is an answer to question two, saying from what I understand about flocks and um, yeah. Anyway, we talk about Kirk Williams' video a little bit later. From what I understand about flocks, so that's F L O C's. Um, I think that's the capitalization. Yes, it is, Emma. Um, there will still be useful behavioral data for marketers to use. I actually like the idea of cohorts to an extent because if efficiency demands segmentation versus want one-on-one -on -one marketing to large audiences. And she continues, my primary concern is whether the cohorts will be precise enough to be um, useful for non-CPG or non-mass market or SMB or niche market advertisers. Like when in-market was released before custom intent and it only applied to a very specific set of marketers. And Amalia replies to that saying, can flocks be as um, effective as cookies? Remains to be seen. Um, Emma replies to that. I think it's also about how advertisers are using the cohorts or cookies. I've seen so many accounts and done it myself, admittedly, with remarketing or other audiences built, but no tailored messaging or experience for other users, for those users. So for many, there may be no real change. And then we have Brett Badovsky, Brett Badovsky even saying, I'm um, replying to question one, saying people shouldn't have to accept being tracked across the web in order to get the benefits of, re of relevant advertising. If it's possible to continue serving targeted ads while affording them more privacy, then I'm happy as long as performance can be maintained or improved. Ali Quilty replies to question two, saying, if we focus more on collecting information voluntarily and Google's list match uh, match requirements for accounts stay the same, so the 50k um, plus spend, it will um, be challenging for smaller accounts to make the most out of their first party data. And then we've got Julie going on to question three saying, do you think these changes or the Apple iOS changes are or will be more impactful on PPC 
and why? Um, Amalia replies to this saying, if you force me to pick from the lens of the smaller advertiser and my own agency lens, iOS 14, search campaigns is what I use primarily and not being able to attribute leads directly back back is going to be a challenge. We are already seeing it. Interesting. Julia Vice replies to question three saying, um, same impact. iOS is a big change, but there are significantly, significantly fewer devices on iOS out there. It's just market share. Cookies are everywhere except apps. To me, it's a wash. And then we've got um, Nava Hopkins replying to question three saying, Apple's for sure. PPC folks are not okay functioning without conversion data. And that's what the Apple update means. You can be creative with message mapping and landing page experiences. You can't fix Facebook's conversion driven algorithm. Um, and then we've got um, Mali replying saying, really, it's just time for us to hang um, out with our content, SEO and CRO piles and look at overall metrics instead of our individual silos. Yes. And I think this is one I've got to tag Ayat in. And then in response to question three, we've got Liz saying, ooh, great question. It will likely depend on the types of ads you run, search versus display, and on which platforms. Sean Ellie replies, Apple, I think Apple is more serious about privacy, therefore more impact on us advertisers. Tad Miller replies, why do I have to choose one? They will pretty much happen at the same time and the adjustment will happen either way. Um, we've got um, Julie replying to question three saying short term iOS because it is upon us. Longer term, the end of Google support for cookies feels like it will be bigger. Of course, this all hinges on tech regulation and antitrust suit too. And if Apple launches their own search engine. And even though this comes in late, I like Dogar Thomas's answer to question one. He goes, overall, a good thing, but agreed that it's always important to be very, in all caps, concerned about any monopoly claiming to do something for the good of the world. That said, likely a non-issue in practice. And then we've got Julie replying to question three, saying I'm short term iOS because it is upon us. Longer term, the end of Google support for cookies feels like it will be bigger. Of course, this all hinges on tech regulation and antitrust suits too. And if Apple launches their own search engine. And then we have Steve Hammer replying to question three saying Google isn't blocking first party collection quite like Apple seems to. That will harm attribution and the like, which is already getting shaky. Admittedly, I'm a little less up on this part. However, Leo replies to question two saying it's in line with Google ads taking control away from advertisers, except this time it's not Google's fault. I think it will bring up new opportunities for innovators, workarounds, especially by Google if advertisers decrease um, their Google ads budgets. Um, Dalar Thomas replies to question two saying, I think programmatic vendors are going to be boxed out. I also think that the modeling is going to be geared to Chrome users, which may become less representative as Edge becomes known as a totally fine browser and other browsers slowly gain popularity. Andrea Cruz replies to question three saying, I think Apple is just marketing itself as the data privacy leader in order to launch its own SERP. Yes, Apple, come up, come, come out with your SERP. Sam replies to question three saying I'm impactful in what sense in data sharing with advertisers. In that case, it's probably Google's changes in advertising efficacy. In that case, I don't think either one will move the needle too much. Then Julie asked question four, saying, what questions do you have about how this will all work? 
Um, and in answer to question three first, we've got um, Dora Thomas going, from what I'm seeing, the iOS changes are only for cross-app applications. Most SMB people aren't using in-app ads anyway, and those networks can be relatively shady anyway. Big impact on social media ads and programmatic, low on traditional display. And we've got Anava Hopkins replying uh, to a question. I believe this will be four. She goes, one thing I'm really interested in is how enterprise folks with multiple domains handle the change. I see them as being the most at risk for disruption due to cross-domain targeting no longer being possible. Oh, interesting. Um, Sarah Steeman replies to question, um, yeah, three, I believe it will be. Um, no, question four, saying, I believe the impact will be minimal as we transition into more machine learning bidding solutions. However, as practitioners, we won't have as much insight um, other advertisers' data into other advertisers' data. I can no longer say they are bidding in this auction. It must be profitable. Um, so, yeah, we might not be able to see the competitive analysis. Oh, my God, what is, what is this going to do for competitive analysis? That's such a, um, a great shout out from Sarah. And then we've got um, Julia Weiss replying to question four, saying all of them. Neither of these announcements were particularly clear or came with much to action. I think it's just up to us to ride this out. Yeah, I feel like there's nothing really to, that we can do um, at the moment. Kirk Williams I give, does give a good answer to question one, saying I think overall it's a good move for privacy in general, moving away from individual user tracking. That being said, I don't love the cohort's idea of label grouping. I don't think it will impact ads or user experience with personalized ads almost at all. Andrea Cruz replies to question four, saying is, is traditional remarketing expected to change? Um, Steve Hammer replies to question four, saying my biggest question is what stays and what goes away when Facebook pulled stuff post-Cambridge. The targeting loss was dramatic. I expect that will be less effective with everyone, even if they have the same options as options as today. But will we lose direct remarketing? Um, Kirk Williams replies to question two, saying Google Tag and Analytics are first party, so it doesn't impact them. And the cohorts are basically personalized advertising anyway. So I really don't expect much change in Google Ads advertising at all. Tad Miller replies to question four, saying it's all a question until Google actually puts in down in writing um, what it means for its features. It's all just PR talk meant to head off regulators looking to spank it. Interesting. And then we've got um, Julie herself answering question four, saying, I have questions about how much we will see RE cohorts. Like we will be able, we will, will we be able to target them like audiences or will this be all be inside the black box and automated? Yeah, I'm imagining it will be the latter, unfortunately. Nava Hopkins replies to question four, saying, we'll be really interested if subs domains no longer are kosher under these rules, especially imported from brands that use them. So PPC doesn't get in the way of SEO. Will be interesting to see how effective life events and detailed demographics remain. Steve Hammer continues his answer to question four, saying, I've built entire campaigns around the idea of expanding a choose your own adventure audience from a landing page. Are you a large company or small? Losing that split nukes multiple touch points funnel campaigns. 
Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Julie going on to question five saying, are you doing anything now to prepare for the loss in tracking data and its impact on ad targeting? Yeah, that's a very interesting one. Um, but before we get into those, Leo replies question three saying, yes, as the Giants fight it out and appear to roll with the punches, the advertisers will need to adapt and change many of their proven methodologies to continue delivery, delivering results without getting stepped on. To question four, Amalia replies, my questions relate to this plus other changes. If Google continues to take away our keywords and focus on cohorts, how long until we have very little targeting options left and are left with the unknown? Also, if GMB becomes paid, then what options do SMBs have? Um, Julia Weistein replies to question five, saying mostly building first party and sharing information about installing GA, GTM tags in uh, in um, app-based campaigns, builders, behavior, audiences. Um, John Kagan replies to question four, saying how does this impact my audience targeting? Um, to question four as well, Sean Elliott goes, how cross-device and multiple touchpoint purchases will look in the new cookie-less world? Um, to number five, John Kagan replies, repeatedly asking them to explain the changes to me like I am a five-year-old. <laughs> and he gives us a gift from the office where it, um, the main character goes, why don't you explain this to me like I'm five? <laughs> yeah, we're going to need a lot more explaining, a lot more education. Um, and then, yeah, Tad Miller replies to question five, saying not doing anything different, but mentally preparing for the day when having an, a potential customer email to work with is everything. And then we have Nava Hopkins replying to question five, saying shoring up compliance on email opt-ins, as well as revisiting what conversion actions and tracking and values associated. Also building in expectations that reporting must include client feedback about real life sales or leads. Julie replies to question five, saying starting to get clients into a mindset that collecting or building their own audiences should be a priority. Also, that changes to the way targeting and attribution happen are coming and that I will keep them informed as things become clear as to likely impacts. Um, to answer question five, I love what Kirk has done here. He goes, I'm making stupid videos about Flock and seriously, please go on YouTube, just search for PPC Kirk and you'll see his video uh, where he tries to explain um, Flock and data privacy and this um, a new article, which is just absolutely hilarious. Um, so anyway, we go into question six where Julie asks, is this topic... Um, is this a topic that you are discussing or planning to discuss with clients? What are you telling them? When do you plan to have this discussion if you are? Tad Miller replies to question five, say, to question six. No, to question five still saying, also wondering what the role of having phone numbers from Android devices might mean for remarketing. Interesting question. Um, to question five, Doug R. Thomas replies saying, letting clients know it's okay. Uh, trying to work with internal teams and clients to go to primary sources, not just Google Analytics for truth. Um, to question six, Julia Vice replies saying, to a certain degree, for most of my clients, it actually doesn't change much. So my goal is to keep teams informed but not overwhelmed. Amalia Fowler replies to question five saying, I'm upping my own skills further and diversifying diversifying. I've already done this a lot as a strategist, but the more options in my toolbox, the better for my team and clients. I'm also getting my clients ready for the shifts, less options, data and less, less options, data and harder to attribute success. 
Um, Sean Ellie replies to question six saying, not until I can get a better grasp on how exactly it will impact them. I am confused. I am reading everything I can. So don't see that conversation going well. Um, yeah, maybe go on a training. Julie Bettini replies to question six saying that I'm a good, I'm a huge believer that you can start too early to talking to clients about big changes like this. Definitely. Even though the details are still light, preparing them for the general scope and type of changes that are coming is always the smart thing to do. I'm starting now. Um, Nava Hopkins replies to question six saying setting time aside to usually unpack buyer personas and values associated with each. Um, now that we'll be creating conversation, conversion experiences based on who we know our people, um, who we know our people are rather than the people who happen to land on the page by personas are critical. And she continues, I'm also going through all the integrations they have and market, making sure any email capture or CRO tools are compliant and making sure SEO and content teams are talking to my PPC efforts. Generally, strategy calls are far more clutch than reporting calls. <laughs> yeah, probably. let's see what we're doing. That's such, such a good way to put it. And then we have Amalia Fowler replying to question six saying, absolutely, I have to, especially with the bullshit Facebook is spinning. And the fact that this is news they may stumble across, that and so many of them have looked to reporting and lead gen as the be all end all. I need to position us as their guide through this. Um, Tad Miller replies to question six saying, all timers take, enjoy it while it lasts. Features come and go all the time on Google and you frequently have to start from zero. That's just how it works. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, Sam replies to question six saying, I think you almost have to have the conversation with clients or um, have a resource to share with them doing both that explain what's happening, what we're doing about it, and most importantly, how it could impact their business. But yeah, could that conversation be, have, be being have, had too early? I think we can wait a little bit, right? And then we have Julie taking us to question seven, saying, knowing what we know right now about how all of this might play out, is there anything about the loss of cookies and other tracking that excites you? Hey, there we go, the positives. I love when Julie does that. Um, Andrea Cruz replies um, to question seven here, saying, I don't think the regular person will know anything about this, which should ultimately be part um, be part the part of the goals. Like, yeah, nobody really knows about it. So we're all in this together. Sam replies, um, honestly, cookies sucked. Um, they weren't robust. They weren't reliable and they were being asked or used to do too much. Moving beyond them is a good step because it unlocks so many other options. Flocks are nifty. Pushing advertisers to build owned audiences is essential. Um, it continues, um, let's all, let's also not pretend that any of these companies, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Apple was going to do anything if it materially jeopardized the viability of their golden goose digital advertising. We've been having this convo for years about alternatives to cookies. Um, and if you look at each of these organizations acquisition history, you'll see each has been preparing for this moment for years, if not decades, Google. Yes. Um, things will look different, but will the fundamental functions, um, be inferior? Um, no, likely they'll be better. Um, there will be some companies that simply refuse to adapt to this change, focusing on owned audiences, creating brilliant content, understanding their audience plus influence, etc. And they'll die. So what? Good riddance. But there will be many more that will tr thrive. <laughs> and Amalia replies to that saying, Sam with the mic drop. Like basically everybody get on board. 
this is better. Google has been preparing for this for ages. They are not going to jeopardize their cash cow. So everybody just chill. That's basically what Sam has said in summary. Um, uh, Julia Weiss then replies to question seven saying, yes, the age old garbage retargeting. If someone got hair, um, any old how, then they want my product. Equivalency is going away. Without the magical thinking around cookies, we'll need to make messages and products good, clear and usable. Huzzah! Um, Julie replies to question seven saying, I think I'm excited to have to rethink things. I'm happy if clients will start thinking differently about directly getting people in their funnels rather than just retargeting via audiences and ads too. Ali Quilty replies, it's going to be a challenge which can be exciting and I hope it will result in some great opportunities to improve campaigns and strategies overall. Tad Miller replies to question 17. Honestly, I kind of look at cookies as the gateway for a lot of publisher fraud. Bots can get cookied too and can even fill out forms, auto bidding, chases after that kind of stuff. Wow. Um, Amali replies to question 17. I didn't get into this industry because it was stagnant and I wanted to be bored. I'm always excited by the prospect of problem solving, being more creative and collaborative and establishing best practices for my client. Yeah, who's out to that as well, Amali? That's an amazing way to put that. Um, Sean Ellie replies to question 17. Clients may be more willing to be creative with targeting and tracking right now they don't want to put in extra work because it works good enough yeah those are just lazy people Nava Hopkins replies, this is one of those events in digital marketing that will force us to be uncomfortable for a while. And that means new and clever voices can emerge to empower us to profit and victory. John Kagan replies, fewer conspiracy theory rants for a hot second. <laughs> nice. And then we have Julie taking us to question eight, our second to last question. So hang in there, guys. Um, she asks, knowing what we know right now about how all of this might play out, is there anything about the loss of cookie and other tracking that worries or concerns you? And in response to that, we've got Amalia going, um, loss of clients because they attribute the shift to an us thing and not an industry thing. There are always some. It isn't helped by those who will um, lie to clients and say they can somehow do it differently and or the uneducated marketing agency or consultancy who claim it isn't an issue. Misinformation scares me. So yeah, so basically the frauds out there who are just trying to get the quick buck and pull the wool over a client's eyes and go, okay, yeah, we can fix this big problem when there's actually not a big problem there. Julia Vice replies to question 18, not really. I do see more and more of a fit between codes like mine with propriety research tools feeling like a safer fit than those reliant on flocks. More cons consolidation due to COVID, plus this could be a trend this year and next. Tad Miller replies to question 18, the Christmas shopping season could look massively different forward, uh, different going forward, wondering where the dollars are going to shift. That's an interesting take. And he continues, um, what's the year on year going to look like for the first Q4 for Google without a huge increase? It could happen. Wall Street's going to freak. Um, Ali replies, oh goodness, I didn't even think about this. Makes notes to tell e-com clients to focus on list building. Um, and Julia, Julia Vice, Julia Vice even says, dude, Apple TV and its ad product, you mark my words. Ooh. 
some competition in my some healthy competition, hopefully even my comic pinda. Glenn Schmelzel replies to question seven saying, I'm all for first party audience aside from justifying them on ad spending, ad spend savings. The deep insights you get from seeing their responses to your messages is reason enough to build the audience. Nava Hopkins replies to question 18, only for the bigger players who track folks across multiple domains by vanity domains. I also wonder if we'll start seeing more creative um, restrictions on the Google side that Facebook advertisers have already been contending with are a personalization. Um, she answers, um, Julie answers question eight, even saying forced acceptance of automation is a concern for me as this all rolls out. Still unclear about how retargeting will be impacted. I really like using one channel to capture and another to retarget. Hello, LinkedIn to Facebook. Um, Julie then replies, Julie then gives us the last question um, of this evening to this very interesting chat. Um, question nine saying, what would you want those working on these initiatives to know from the advertiser's perspective? And this is the one question I was able to answer because I just wanted to hear all the you know amazing chatter going on um, about this um, cookie-less world. And my, my input here was education. We just need you know, people to really just provide more educational materials before rolling things out. Um, I think being fully prepared will be key and not jumping the gun. Let's really wait for the, the changes to really start happening um, before we start panicking about what to do. Um, and in response to Julie's answer to question eight, where Julie said um, forced acceptance of automation is a concern for me as this all rolls out and still unclear about how retargeting will be impacted. Melissa McKee replies saying, yes, we do this all the time to target B2B audiences in search. It's going to be a big adjustment for many advertisers. Um, and then, yeah, going on to our answer score question nine, um, Amalia goes, um, likely any good relationship in like any good relationship in life, communication is key. Bravo. Ask for my point of view. Give me clear information about what to expect and how to react and then listen to my response. A marketer can dream. Um, Steve Hammer replies to question 18, tinfoil hat for one moment, but what if they start the browser blocking all cookies? If they do that, in essence, they own one of the very few possible targeting solutions. Um, and then we've got, yeah, my answer. And then we've got Sean Ellie replying to question 19, be clear, be specific. That announcement was, I believe, confusing and vague on purpose. So they get the headline, but don't have to say the actual impacts and people can be all worried and we can start talking about it um, for them. Hey, free PR. Nava Hopkins replies, keep user experience, both for users, brands, and marketers, front and center, so long as there's clear documentation on what you want us to do and why. We're happy to play in a new world that helps our prospects. Um, Julie replies to question nine saying, please, please provide very clear documentation about exactly what is changing and everything those changes impact specifically. Also share this information with enough time for advertisers to modify their strategies in a careful and thoughtful way before you start kicking off with things. So let us be prepared. Tad Miller replies to that saying, I think they are riding the seat of their pants and did this without talking to the people that actually run this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of um, Google's trademark, isn't it? Um, you're exactly right in the documentation aspect of this, but I bet the people that run this stuff don't know the answers yet. So they don't even know what to document. Steve Hammer replies to question 19. I feel like a broken record here, but we want to help. Our incentives are aligned. 
find ways for us to feed back into the model beyond just did it convert because those get faked on lead gen, less hiding the data, more feedback loops. So yes, I hope, I'm hoping Ginny Marvin um, pays attention to this kind of conversations that's happening and literally, you know, we just want to get, yeah, get the documentation done. I think this is one of the main points that would be great for Ginny Marvin to take into Google and their um, updates. Julia Weiss um, replies to question um, nine, saying that different industries need different options. When sweeping changes like this are made, the entire ecosystem is affected in various ways. I often point out how a change will affect a particular vertical um, and Google and Facebook reply, oh yeah, not sure. And yeah, I totally was very much in agreement with that point and saying in full agreement, and it wouldn't be just about different verticals, but also the effects on small versus medium versus big businesses, how will support differ between them? Um, and yeah, Julia Vice said precisely, if these tools and platforms are so dang agile, then my sirs, my dudes, my valued partners, let's have some agile support then, shall we? Glenn Schmelzel replies, I'm with you, Julia. Um, same platform supports campaigns that have a different amount of hands-on management and different features needs. Platforms must balance across those constituents. Um, Julia Vice says, right, remember mandatory CBO? Um, yeah, campaign budget optimization for Facebook. Hey, lovely. I, I love the way that acronym has stuck with me, even though I don't do Facebook ads. Um, that everyone liked except me and the entire world of franchisees. Resto and Otto basically freaked out for months very loudly about that nonsense. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of, of people um, will freak out about things. And yeah, to all these these options, we've got GDK saying um, a million times yes to this. Um, and yeah, Melissa as well agreeing with all of that. We're pretty much all agreeing with all of these about, you know, different supports um, for different kind of companies. Um, yeah, before we round up for today, I'll just give you um, a couple more answers. We've got Ali Quilty replying to question 19. I think I'm echoing others in this chat, but we need more guidance and clear answers on what exactly will be impacted. Liz Welsh replies, this is the time to be more hands-on with advertisers and make it less difficult to get one-on-one -on -one help via phone or chat. And maybe also even those helps by phone or chat. Can we make sure it's not just salespeople asking you to just do more, have it be people who are actually effectively know what's going on, you know, with this cookless world, with what Flock is, is doing so that they can really give us insights onto best practices, what, what the new best practices will be in terms of best practices, historical best practices. That's just going to go right out of the window. We are going to be creating so many new ones um, in this coming year when all of this um, comes to, into fruition. So yeah, that was such a um, a lovely chat. Julie goes, thank you for joining today. She'll be hosting again um, next week, topic to be decided, but we're going to have PPC Kirk, that very hilarious PPC Kirk, talking to us about shopping um, at the end of the month. So yeah, that'll be an exciting time for that. Um, I hope you found this uh, that, that chat very useful and um, gotten a bit better insight as to, well, as much of an insight as we can give the community knows into what's going to be going on, what Google has decided right now. Really, they've not decided to do anything. Nothing is happening right now. They've just announced what's going to happen. So yeah, get your reps trying to explain to you what all of that means. I think it's the important thing to do right now, but not necessarily talk to your clients about it unless they ask. 
Anyway, so hope you've taken some great takeaways from that. And if you want to chat about this topic or any other paid media or data analysis solutions, do get in touch with me by sending me a message or just follow me on Twitter on my handle, the marketing Anu. And remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye. <laughs>